Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. I love it. One person. I like it. I got one fan. Hey, if you're you're new to real life, this isn't normal, okay? Okay, kind of is at some level. But man, we're so excited you're here. If you're new with us, you picked a great time to come to real life. We're in a third part of a series called God With Us. It's a four-part series. And uh, I'm going to say before I jump in too far, uh, I probably made the mistake of like singing through all the songs. And um, that that sounds weird. Um, but I've been like under the, under the weather a little bit, and I think I might lose my voice today. So if I lose my voice, then you were blessed. Um, this can be a short service, you know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, but I'll let you know, man, we're going to be preaching on this next week, uh, this theme that God is with us. And this is a great time to invite somebody out for Christmas. Uh, I know we've been inviting our neighbors, our family, uh, just on social media and also in the, in the department store. You know, you're checking out stuff. It's like, hey, we can go to church. And it's incredible the stories I've ever heard people inviting people. So I encourage you, if God prompts you to invite somebody out, this is the best time of year to invite somebody that may be far from God. They'd never go to church in a million years. And you know what? They might show up this Christmas. Amen. It's a good time to invite somebody out. And I'll be preaching on this verse. We've been talking about this this part of the series. But in Matthew 1, 23, it says this. It says, look, a virgin shall conceive. They will give birth to a son. His name will be Emmanuel. What's Emmanuel mean? God with us. We're going to get you there today. I promise you, man. We're going to get you there. God is with us. That's the title of this message series. And we've been going through the different seasons of what it's like to be with God. Uh, the different seasons of our life. The first season we talked about two weeks ago was the valley. Uh, man, it's, it's awesome to be on the mountaintop, isn't it? You can enjoy his presence, but then you get in the valley. Now, man, that's where you learn to, to learn God's intimacy. You get to see who changes. Sometimes you got to slow down and just dig a well. Uh, last week, we talked about the wilderness, how we can experience God just, and we, we're just going this long season of life where nothing's changing. Uh, and, you know, we asked the question, why has God whispered to us? Why is he speaking to our ears so softly? It's because he's that close, amen? He's there with us. And uh, we learned that if, uh, if, if, you're, if you're driven, if your need drives you to depend on God, then man, it's a gift that you're in the wilderness, amen? And so today we're going to talk about another metaphor. We're going to talk about the storm. So we're going to talk about what it's like to be in the storm, the presence of God in the storm. You know, I had a pastor growing up, and he used to say this all the time. It's a little discouraging. Uh, I never gave it like an amen, so I'm not expecting an amen on this. Um, I know that's like a cue in for some of you, right? Um, but he said, you either come out of a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're going to be in a storm. No amens. All right, perfect. I like that. It's good you guys are listening. All right, man, it's like, man, life is difficult. There's this difficulties all around. You're going to be in a difficulty. You're coming out of difficulty. One's coming around the corner. And for some of us, it's so real, isn't it? Like, you feel like you got to the mountaintop. You're like, whoo, there's a bigger mountain coming, you know? Like, the storms keep a brewing. And so for us, you know, uh, you look at, like, storms. You know, this last year, uh, there's been some crazy storms in the United States. Uh, there's a little hurricane season down in the Atlantic. We had a little thing called Hurricane Florence and Hurricane Michael. And uh, last year at Harvey and all this crazy stuff. You know what's ironic to me is they actually named these storms after people. Like, they give them, like, human names, you know? And it's kind of like, well, like, how endearing, you know? Like, I, that's my name. That's really sweet, you know? And so, so for me, I was thinking, like, man, how crazy is that we'd actually name something after somebody that's a problem? Imagine, like, a daily problem in your life. You're, like, late to work. Uh, maybe you're late to a situation. Like, I'm just going to name my problem, like, Diarrhea Diane. Nah. <laughs> Diane, nah. You see what I did there? Diane, nah. Oh, that was low. All right. I'll... My wife's name's Diane. I wasn't, there was no intention there at all. All right, seriously. Or maybe you have like flat tire Fran. Have you got flat tire Fran before? 
And I love Fran so much, man. She's such a problem, you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe your kids show up with that, like, that hair lice hairy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, man, it's everywhere. You're bombing the house. You got problems everywhere. It's like, let's just name all our problems, and please don't name after me. I like that. Um, but you think about everyday problems, we just name after people. I mean, you used to name storms after geographic locations. And then 1954, they decided, let's just give names after people. And, you know, I don't do anything during the week, so I just study this. I just research. I just work one day a week here on Sunday, so that's why I know this random stuff. Um, so I don't know how that works. But they named storms after people. And so uh, this is how it went down. So meteorologists thought it would be a good idea to say, hey, look, you know, I've got this wife. <laughs> I got this girlfriend, let's just name our storm after that. I'm just thinking, like, how awesome is that, right? Like, man, this must be kind of some rough relationships, you know? I mean, you can imagine, like, hey, baby. There you are. I can see you now. Hey, boo, my baby. Man, this storm's coming in. Oh, man, it's going to kill people. There's going to be billions of dollars in damage. Man, nothing just, nothing says I love you, baby, like this storm. Just so much my, my heart for you, baby. I love you so much. I couldn't name the star. My name is Storm. I mean, you just think about how dumb that is, right? Like, Hurricane Diane, which was a real hurricane, by the way, in 1955. Diane looked it up. <laughs> it was like one of the worst ones, apparently. So it's like in for a treat, but uh, it's on the record books. And so I found out that they actually don't use a name again that's really destructive. So, like, that's just retired now. So, like, Diane, you're free. Sean's still out there. There's a little bit of destruction that could happen. But, man, how crazy is that? The name Storm's after all these, all these ladies. And, like, 25 years later, it's like equal opportunity. So, like, through the guys in, you know, like 1979. So, like, let's name some Storm's after the guys. And so, you know, sermon series over on that, but uh, I was going to tell you something. Sometimes we want to name a storm of life, don't we? Sometimes there's a storm like divorce, isn't there? It's like, I get just call it out right now. There's a storm, we got depression. Maybe there's a storm, there's a relational issue. Maybe there's a financial issue. You could just know what storm you're in in this very moment. We're going to give it a name today. And the key thought I want you to get, take away from today is this. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Because I know we're going to be in the storm and God's going to put us through something. But God is with you all the way. I'm looking through the book of Acts 27 in this chapter. And we're going to just dive in different pieces of the story. And I'll give you a little context of the story. There's these sailors. There's these men that are they're on the sea. They're out on the sea. They're in a storm for a couple days. And they're, going to, they're freaking out. They think their ship's going down. So they start unloading cargo off the sides. They're doing special measures to make sure their ship stays together. And all of a sudden they think, hey, we're going to die. This is our last day on earth, and it picks up in Acts 27, 20, it says this, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. Man, how many of you would say, that's, the, that's a phrase I could use right now, like, man, it's just dark out. Like, there's a storm brewing. Like, I don't know when the end is going to come, but I, I don't know where it's at, but I think it's closer than it should be. And it said this, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. You know, as a pastor, I get the, um, the privilege and sometimes the hardship of talking to people who have lost hope. There's probably not a week that goes by as a pastor or a leader, if, you, if you're leading for the cause of Christ, you have a conversation with somebody that's kind of lost hope. You don't naturally talk to them, you can kind of see in their eyes from day one. And for us, like, you know, we have a heart to help people that are in those situations. And for some of you today, they'd say, hey man, there's no way I'm, that my marriage is gonna work out. You know, I've sat with people months and months and months that are trying to make a marriage work and it's just not gonna work out. You know, I've sat with people that have gone through so much hardship with health, uh, some kind of disease, somebody that they love, is struggling. It's like, man, I just don't think it's going to work out for them. You know, for some of us, it's like getting out of debt. Man, I've, I've sat week in and week out with people that have struggled with debt, struggled with debt, and it seems to get worse before it gets better, and the storm is a brewing. For some of us, we spent, we're never going to have a kid. We've tried everything. We've spent the money. We've spent years and years and years. It's never going to happen. For some of you, say, hey, man, I'm never going to graduate college. <laughs> it's the best two years of my life. Now it's 20 years later. <laughs> you know, I haven't been back. 
For some of us, we don't think we're going to have the energy to do what God's calling us to do next. It's just there's no, the storm is raging, amen? The night is dark. And it picks up in verse 21. It says, after they'd gone a long time without food, here's Paul. He steps up, and he's got something to say. He said, hey, before, before you men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. You should have spared yourselves the damage and loss. Man, think of this. As spiritual as Paul was, he couldn't help himself to say this, man. I told you so. I told you we shouldn't go out of this place. If you would listen to me, guess what? You wouldn't be in this storm. You know why they're in the storm? Because they made a bad decision, didn't they? They sailed in a season in which the storms were going to hit. And so they just went right into the storm. You know, for some of us, we like to say in the Christian circles, the devil, the devil did it. You know, like it's the devil's fault. You heard somebody say all the time, the devil did it. The devil, the devil made me do it. The devil. Sometimes it's just your own dumb choices, isn't it? Like, it's like, man, I just made a dumb choice. Like, I spent too much, you know? Right? Anybody out there? No. It's just me. I just, my sin. Okay. Or your emotions get so high and you say things you shouldn't say. Don't, okay, just me. All right, it's so procrastinated. Man, the devil didn't make you fail your final. You know what I'm saying? Like that Papa John's and hang out with your friends, probably drink until three in the morning. That might have something to do with your final. It wasn't the devil's fault you lost your final. Or maybe, or maybe you don't take good advice, right? Maybe uh, your mama said not to date that boy. And then daddy said not to date that boy. And the pastor said not to date. I didn't say that. I'm not telling you that. All right. <laughs> it's going to come back to hump. Oh, something. <laughs> Somebody's preaching to somebody back there. I like that. Man, the fortune cookie told you not to date that boy. You know what I'm talking about. But that boy has so much potential to ruin your life. Yes, he does. He has so much potential. I'm going to take that boy out and teach him a lesson, man. Sometimes the storms are just our own fault, aren't they? Sometimes we just kind of set ourselves up right, right into it. And that's maybe one of the reasons why we give up hope so easily. Because we put ourselves in a situation where we know we're at fault. And it's so much easier for me to say, man, God can get me out of the storm if God brought me in the storm. But it's so much harder for me to say, man, God's going to bring me out of a storm that I brought myself into. I'm one of those guys that are like, man, I kind of deserve this storm. Like, I, I was really dumb, you know? Like, I, I, I got to get out of this on my own. Like, I don't know why God would show up. Like, I got to get out. I put myself in here. I just don't think I can do it. Like, I'm just going to give up hope today. You know, I think about the sailors in that ship. They probably didn't have a choice, did they? I mean, they didn't get, like, a vote, like, if we're going to sail, you know? Like, they're like, man, this might be kind of stupid. Hey, you're going to go. Captain said, all right, here we go. And sometimes in your life, like, you're, you're the consequences. You're in a storm because of somebody else's fault. Anybody in a storm because of somebody else's fault? All right, don't point your neighbor. This isn't <laughs> They're all, <laughs> I know somebody. <laughs> this isn't that time, all right? Be careful. It could get awkward. Start pointing, you know? Uh, maybe you're a kid, and you grew up, and uh, maybe your family, your parents got divorced. Man, you didn't ask for that storm. That storm wasn't something you wanted to walk into. Maybe your company made some bad decisions and they started downsizing and you just were so blessed to get laid off, you know? Just wasn't going to work out for you. Maybe you trusted somebody. They gave you their word. You believed them and guess what? They didn't come through. And you're in a storm today. You know, whether it's your fault or it was somebody else's fault, man, it's so easy to lose hope, isn't it? It's so easy to see life so negative and, and forget to trust God is there with you every step of the way. Man, never forget the presence of a storm will cause you to, 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 or never forget in the presence of a storm that God is with you. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God in your life. Acts 27, 22 says this. It says, now I urge you to keep up your courage. I mean, this is a good word, isn't it? Keep up your courage, real life. Keep up your courage. Have faith. Man, God's going to see you through. God's not going to let you sink with this ship. Because not a one you'll be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of God came whom I belong and whom I serve and stood beside me. Just stop for a minute. Here's Paul talking like, are you for real? Like that's a little, that's a little arrogant. You're telling me an angel came on the ship and stood next to you and told you these words today. Now I'm here to tell you something as, as a leader for follower of Christ. Man, there's more than meets the eye. Amen. There could be angels in this room right now. There could be an angel sitting right next to you. There could be the power of God in your life. Sometimes the presence of God doesn't show up in the way you think it's going to show up. 
That God is with you in the storm. Every moment of your life, God is walking next to you. God is helping you. God's presence is near to you. And what a comforting thought. For some of you, you know what? You're going to have like this big angel that's going to help you out through this situation. And for some of you, you don't know what the angel looks like. But when you look back and you get to the shore, you're going to look back and say, man, I'm safe and I knew God's presence was with me. Because when you're a Jesus follower, guess what? The Holy Spirit comes inside you and what does it do? It comforts you. It gives you peace. It directs, he directs your steps. He helps you every, every step along the journey. He comforts us. You know, I think of Paul just standing there saying, man, the angel of the Lord was with me. Man, how comforting is that? Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Like in the middle of your worst moment, when there is nothing in your bank account, when you're, when you're packing your stuff, like it's not working out, when you give up hope, guess who's still there? May God is with you. I know for our story, me and Diane, we had, we've had so many trials in life. And one of those trials was not being able to have a kid. Like we tried and tried and tried. We had foster kids. Like that's not the same, you know. <laughs> it's like we had foster kids. Like maybe we have our own kid. And it just wouldn't happen. I'm like, God, we've done everything. We've served you. Where are you? And for years and years and years. And then we stopped trying, you know. Like we stopped like trying to control it. And God's presence was there. We've had kids. Now, we, now we're like, can't stop having kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be like 18 of these things running around. It's like, we're at two. We're like, we might as well go to 20. It's already like, life's over for me anyway. Diane told me, she goes, can you wear a different color so you can fit in the background of this picture? I was like, cool. <laughs> I'm that guy now. Fatherhood, you know. Get in the background of this picture, man. I got another verse for you. I want you to check it out. It's in 2 Timothy 4. This isn't about the shipwreck. This is a different different storm, a different ship, a different situation. But Paul's going to talk to Timothy and says, hey, everyone deserted me. No one was here for me. You ever been at part of life where you're just by yourself? Man, I'm all alone. He says, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Man, some of you guys need to realize this today, that God is with you. The Lord hasn't left you, Amen. Some of you guys in a situation, you feel like, man, I can't make it through this Christmas season. Like, there is so much family drama, and there's so much pain. My bank account's not looking too hot. Like, man, there's more to it. God is with you. God's teaching something. God's going to comfort you in this season and give you strength along the way. David said this in the Old Testament, Psalm 16, 8. He said, man, I know the Lord is always with me. I'll not be shaken, for he is my right, for he is right beside me. Man, it makes a difference who's beside you, doesn't it? It just makes a total difference. Now, for some of you, you got that big guy next to you, you're like, do what you want to do. I got Barry next to me. It's a concrete guy. Dude's got hands of, like a fist of iron. You know what I'm saying? He can't sing, but man, he can. He'll beat somebody up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's like, he's like worth it. He's taking a man card and holding the air right now. I think. Man changes your posture, doesn't it? Like knowing who's beside you. You just like sit up a little taller. You're like, yeah, that's right. That, that, that's, he's with me. He's with me. You know how it's going to work. I had this uh, situation this week a little bit. Uh, so uh, I was driving uh, to meet, actually, somebody you're going to meet today, uh, an appointment on Wednesday morning. I was running late. And I don't know if you, don't, you know me or not, but I hate being late. So I'd rather just, like, get there a little faster. So, like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm, like, a minute behind, and there's no way to make a minute up in, like, that amount of time where I'm going. But I'm like, oh, we'll do it. So I come down this hill on Cambridge, and I'm just cruising, you know. And I'm, like, looking down, like, oh, dude, i got to slow down. I'm like, well, I'll just let it coast up the next hill. I'll be good. Well, sure enough, I'm like, there's never a cop here ever. <laughs> well, sure enough, there's a Bell and Patrol car, and it's, like, hiding in the field, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. That was tricky. And so I'm like, I'm getting lit up. I know I'm getting lit up. It's over. I start, start slowing down. Like, it's over, Lord. And so I pull in the driveway, and sure enough, I get lit up, and I roll the window down and park the car, and I'm just holding on. And I'm, it's like waiting for executioner, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I looked down. I knew what I was doing. Like, that was, a, that was definitely a 15-mile-an-hour above kind of ticket, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting ready to get out of the car and, like, getting handcuffs, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, get my sentence going here. And so uh, this lady walks up to the car and says, sir, may I see your license of registration? And I'm like, hey, I know this voice. <laughs> this is going to be one of those days, maybe. 
So I look out the window, I'm like, hey, it's Mary from Real Life. She's one of the cops that serves at her church. Oh, baby. <laughs> now I don't know if I won the ticket or not with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. Woo, it's getting hot up in this car, you know? She just starts laughing, like, unbelievable. Pastor Petrie. Pastor Petrie. Oh, man, I'm a story, you know? She just didn't know what to say to me. I'm like, hey, uh, about, well, yeah, come on now. <laughs> what do you say to that? You know, it's like, wow, you know. She says, well, hey, look, I always let the pers- first person I pull over off the ticket, and you're the first person I pull over to. I said, wow, dude. <laughs> like, thank God, you know. And uh, so I was looking at her, she goes, man, I know you're not a hardened criminal, so I'm going to let you roll. I'm like, oh, praise Jesus. You know, you got an awesome story for Sunday. She goes, I know, I'll be there. <laughs> She is here today. Mary, I don't know where you're at in the house, but uh, I'm sure you're listening somewhere. But man, thank you for showing grace to your pastor. <laughs> I didn't deserve it, <laughs> but you gave it. I promise you that. Like, I knew I should deserve way more than I got. And so, uh, man, it just changes, it changes you when, who's different beside you, doesn't it? I mean, she showed up and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but man, it's going to be more fun. I know that much, you know. <laughs> I mean, she, she, were, she was laughing. I was laughing. I stood up. I was like, whoa. You look at it like, this is awesome. You know, all of a sudden, like, I have more confidence. Like, at least there's a joke now to tell. Like, it was, it was just kind of miserable. And I'll tell you something, man. God's with you. God's with you. It makes a difference that God's with you. Like, you can stand a little confidence in this storm that you're going to make it through. Because I promise you, there's somebody else who's been through that storm and has made it through. It can tell you that the Lord is faithful. Like, he's going to carry you through. You can, you can be a little different when, when God's beside you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to help you ride out that storm a little differently. You can maybe just have a different attitude. Like, you will make it through, amen? Like, you're not going to die in this sea. It's not over yet. God's going to show you a different way, man. It matters who's in the boat with you. Man, think about this uh, story in Matthew and Mark that's told. This is a totally different story, a different storm. And there's a story where the disciples were at sea, and it's just crazy, and they think they're going to die. And Jesus is sleeping below deck. Okay, and all I want to know is what pillow he had. That's what I'm going to ask him when I get to heaven. Like, dude, was that like a, was that like a down pillow? What, you know, what kind of pillow is he sleeping on? Because I need one of those pillows, amen. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you're sleeping through the storm. And the disciples think they're going to die. They're up on the deck, and they're literally thinking, oh, this ain't going to happen. They're bailing out water. I mean, they're, they're worried for all sake. And Jesus shows up and says, hey, what are you guys afraid about? Oh, ye of little faith. Peace be still, baby. These waves calm down. The sea is glass. Everybody's like, peace I'm just telling you something. What is Jesus trying to teach his disciples? This is so important to get today. What's the lesson he has for us today? Man, peace is not found in the absence of the storm, but peace is found in the presence of Jesus. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. You're not going to find, you're not going to find peace because the storms don't exist. That doesn't happen. Actually, that's bad theology. Whoever told you you follow Jesus and it gets a lot easier and it's a lot more fun and life's a fairy tale, man, that's just not true. That's not the theology Jesus said. Matter of fact, he said kind of the opposite. He said in six, uh, John 16, 33, he said, in the world you have trouble. Man, you'll have trouble. That's a promise of God. Amen, pastor. <laughs> Preach that point. You know, you're going you're to you have trouble. It's going to be hard. Like, it's not a matter of if, dude. It's a matter of when. Like, just listen up. I need to understand this. You're going to have trouble, but take heart, man. Don't lose faith. Have hope because I have overcome the world, man. Real peace is not found in the absence of the storm. Don't try to avoid the storm. Man, the real peace is found in the presence of Jesus. God is with me. God is here right now in this moment. Check out Acts 23, 27, 23. This is Paul talking. He said, last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you all the lives who you sell with. Sell with. Man, in other words, God is telling him, hey, guess what? I'm not done with you yet, Paul. Is that good news? I've got done with you. I'm not done with you yet. You've got a greater calling in life. There's something I put inside you you haven't filled up yet. There's a purpose I put inside your heart. Man, somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody needs to hear this. 
that God has more for you to do. This battle, you're not going to die in battle, amen? This isn't your last day. This, you're not going to go down with the ship. If you're not dead, you're not done. Like, God's got a mission for you. I know you can't see past, like, the bill. You can't see past the relationship. You can't see past the time clock and the due date and the loss of job. But God's got a bigger purse for you. Like, God's, got, God's not bound by time. God knows your steps. God set the boundaries of the earth. God knows every leader and put them in place. And God said, this is this, the end, this is the beginning. God's with you every step of the way. You have more opportunities to make a difference. God is not done using you to reach people for Christ. Man, the ship may go down, but guess what, guys? Good news for you today. You're not going down with it, amen? Man, in fact, God will use what you learn in the storm to help somebody else through theirs. There's just such, such a greater purpose in the storm. The only reason I can say it with so much confidence because, man, I've been through some storms. And I'll tell you what, God is good through every single storm I've been through. I'm not, I'm not dead yet. I've made it. Matter of fact, I think the best days are still ahead. I believe that the best is yet to come, man. Some, God's going to do something special in your storm. Because it's in the storm that God can only do something that in that storm he can do. And that's he can speak to you. God can speak to you. He can say, son, there's something different about your life. You've got to change some stuff in your character. I mean, you've got to get some roots to go in deeper. I know you're worried about this stuff. Hey, that's my problem. Like, you don't control that. I control that. This is my sea, bro. This is my boat. I built with these trees that I produced. This is my, I gave you the money that you have. This isn't your money. This isn't your life. This is my life I've given you. And all of a sudden, you begin to listen to God. And you begin to, to change who you are on the inside out. And you learn to say God is good through the storm. And all of a sudden, you're going to walk in a situation one day. We're going to see somebody else and say, hey, man, don't worry. God is good. God's with you in the storm. I've been where you're at. I talked to him this week, man, financially. Man, I've been where you're at. I was a newlywed, you know what I'm saying, with foster kids. I've been poor, you know. Like, I've been where you're at. God is faithful. God is good. God's going to take you through it. I call it the bottom rung of life, baby. You're going to go up from here. God puts you in a situation. God's going to take you through. Maybe some of you say, man, I've been in a financial hardship. I know. Anybody ever come a financial hardship? I think we've all been there a time or two, right? The bills are stacking up. Maybe you say, man, somebody's been faithful in my marriage. Some of you have been through that. And some of you say, I came to the other side. We've been faithful to each other. Some of you guys have said, I've been sober for 178 days straight. You can make it too. Man, isn't that good news today? God can use you to tell your story. For some of you, you're going to show up and you're going to be like, man, I'm going to start evangelizing the presence of God like God's with you. God's in the storm. God's in the hardships. God's in the pain. I know you haven't had a kid yet. Man, God can do incredible stuff in your life. You know, sometimes you look back and you're like, man, I don't know how we did it. I was bailing out water for so long and then I made it to the shore. It was so difficult to see what God was doing. But now that I'm safe on the shore, I would never want to do that again. I would never want to experience the same situation again. I don't want anybody else to experience that. But I'm going to tell you something. God did something inside of me. And I wouldn't change it. I would go back to that storm again to learn the same thing. Because there's something that's different about me because of that storm. Amen. I'm a better person because I had to dig through that. Because I had to rely on the presence of God. I had to take time to dig a well and learn who God was. Man, I have some spiritual depth in my soul. Man, I've been, I've been shaved down. My corners are rounded out a little bit. Man, I have more trust. I have a little more faith in God because he saw me through something big. And I promise you, this isn't the last storm, but God's going to see you through every storm. And so someday you can have the boldness to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I know it's going to be tough, but I'm ready for it because God's an overcomer in my life. I want to check out verse 25. It says this, so keep up your courage, men. Keep up your faith, ladies. Keep your faith in God for I have what? Let's say this out loud. We have what? We have faith in God. We can do better than that, can't we? Man, if I'm going to preach hard today and hope to lose my voice, then you guys are going to preach hard too, amen? You preach hard back at me. So what does it say? It says, for I have faith, faith in God. You guys are getting there. We're, I told you we might get there. There's always next week, right? We have faith in God. We have faith in God. That'll happen just as you told me. Man, I have faith in God that God is going to show up. Man, faith is not in what I see. Faith is in what God says. Amen. 
I mean, Paul's on his boat. I mean, he's actually like a prisoner. And all these guys looking at Paul going, you're telling me we're not going to die today? It's like, well, I don't see we're not going to die. It looks like we're going to die today. He said, listen to me, man. God promised me we're not going to die today. My gut news for you, man. You're not going to go down with this ship. Man, God is holding you tight. God is next to you. This faith is not in this boat. Amen? I mean, this boat we're on is sinking, but the boat Jesus is going to ride ain't going to sink. And God, God is next to us. God is with us. Man, my faith is the one who commands the wind and the waves. Man, he's going to see us through the storm. He's going to deliver us today. He's going to provide for us. He's going to heal us. He's going to experience, he gives his peace to experience in the storm. Man, the bottom line is simple this. You can't control what happens in your life. You can't control the storm. It's going to happen. How, how long? We have no idea. You have no idea what's going to happen. You can't control what people say to you. You can't control what people think about you. You can't control what people do to you. But you can't control how you respond to it. You can't control what you believe. You can't control about where your trust is. You know what? This world isn't a good measuring stick. Like my trust is in Jesus, amen? He's going to see me through. He's going to bring me to the other side safely. God has a plan for me. God hasn't given up on me. God has a purpose for my life. Man, there's so much more than meets the eye. Man, it says in this in Psalms 46, the psalmist said, God is our shelter. He's our shelter. He's our hiding place. He's our safety and strength and always ready to help in times of trouble. Why? Because he is with us. So we're not afraid. Even if the earth is shaken and the mountains fall and the ocean is deep, if the soars or the seas roar and rage and the hills are shaken by violence, man, what that is saying is this. I mean, even if your life is going down the tubes, even if your marriage is falling apart, even if your finances are falling apart, even if your job just got canned, even if things look hopeless, they're not hopeless, Amen. Because God is my shelter. God is with me. God is all I need. God's my safety. God's my provider. God's my redeemer. God's my shelter in the storm. He's my refuge. He's my hiding place. God, he's my all in all. He's with me every step of the way. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the rock. He's my peace. And I hope you know that peace isn't the absence of the storm, but the presence of Jesus. Amen. You can have peace today in Jesus. Man, the Bible says, look, a virgin will conceive, will give birth to a child. We'll call him Emmanuel. God is with you. God's with you right now. You may not seem like that, but I promise you, God's with you today. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. I mean, you gotta get your eyes above the storm, amen? You gotta look to something bigger than the storm you're in. There's a purpose for the storm today because God is with you. God wants the best for you. He gave his son, Jesus. Emmanuel, to down a cross for you today. You have something that is so significant that most of the world doesn't have, and that's called the simple word called Jesus. And he gives you hope, and you can trust in him. He's with you every step of the way because he loves you this morning, man. God is with us today. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus. God, I pray that you would just make your presence just abound in this place. God, I pray that you just speak to people's hearts. God, that are in the storm, that are hurting, that may be far from you. Maybe they've never walked in the door of a church, God, and they've heard this message. God, I pray that you'd speak to their soul today. So across this room is reflecting prayer without anybody looking around. Across this room, those of you would say, man, Sean, pray for me. I'm in a storm right now. Maybe you say, hey, pray for me. Somebody I'm close to is in a storm right now. Somebody needs this comfort. Somebody needs Jesus today. If that's you or you know somebody's in a storm today, would you lift your hands so I can pray for you guys? Just lift them up today. I see your guys' hands all across this room. Father, there's so many people hurting today. God, there's so much uncertainty in the storm. God, there's so much pain. God, there's so much loss. There's so many things that we can just lose hope in, God, but we know your son, Jesus, is victorious. God, you have a plan for us. God, a plan for peace. God, a plan for prosperity. God, a plan for your presence. God, to speak into our life. God, we want to have bold faith today. God, help us to have bold faith to trust your promises, God. You hold the keys to tomorrow. God, your will 
be done, God. We're, you're working all things for the good. God, even though we wish this never happened to us, God, we give it to you today. God, you're beside us. God, we can stand taller. God, we can have more confidence. God, we thank you for your grace, your strength, your peace and mercy, even in the middle of the storm, God. We give the storm to you, God. I pray that you see us faithful on our side. God, we give you glory in advance and thank you for what you do in our lives. As we continue to pray today, there are those of you who are stuck in the middle of a storm. Maybe you've given up hope. Maybe you're in a storm because you made a bad choice. Or maybe you're in a storm because someone else's bad choice. Either way, you feel stuck. You want to know more a little about the presence of God. How can you have this hope this morning? Let me tell you about God and who he is. Who is God? He's the one who became flesh for us in the person of Jesus. Jesus, the sinless son of God who loved us and reached out to people like you and me who are hurting, broken, and are stuck in the middle of a storm. He loved us so much he would never leave us in the storm. Jesus became sin on the cross and died for us. And on the third day, he rose again. Why? So anyone, including us, lost in the middle of a storm, even though it's our fault or somebody else's fault, anyone calls on him at Jesus, your sins will be forgiven. You're made completely new. He'll make you right today. Even if you're at the bottom, even if you don't feel like there's any hope, he'll meet you right where you're at. Right now, the only thing separating you from him is your own sin. When you confess your need for him, he forgives us for his sin. He, he, he brings his presence upon us. There are many of you here today that you need hope. You need him. You need Jesus. You need his grace. You need his salvation in this moment. So today, some of you would say, I turn from my sin. I turn towards Jesus. I give my life to him. I Man, if that's your prayer today, would you lift your hands high? Just let me know. They say, that's me. I need Jesus today. I see your hand. That's, some, that's awesome. I see another hand. That's awesome. Maybe I'll say, I need Jesus today. This is your moment. I say, I need Jesus. I need his presence. Man, I'm lost in the storm, but I need the hope of Christ. Anybody else, this one last time. I Man, if that's you, I encourage you to pray this prayer, to ask Jesus to come into your life and save you from your sin this morning. Say, Jesus, Heavenly Father, forgive my sin. God, I'm in a storm and I need your presence right now. God, thank you for your son, Jesus, the son of God with us who died on the cross for my sin. God, I pray that you come my life and forgive me. God, thank you for new life. You can have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Hey, will you stand up? This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.